Hey everyone, welcome to another special episode of the Does It Hold Up podcast, the Tuesday edition. I'm Adam. And I'm Emily. And last Friday we discussed Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. The movie. The movie. And we decided if it held up or not, because it was superhero month, and they're fun superheroes and a great nostalgia movie. So this Tuesday, today, we are bringing you the 12 highest grossing movies spun off of a children's television show. I know, super confusing, but stick with me here. We went through and we found all the movies made based off of a TV show, a kid's TV show. And we adjusted the box office to see who were the highest 12. And then we compiled that list and we're going to bring you something fun today. We did exclude Transformers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they were based off toys and comic books, respectively, and we only wanted to do TV show stuff. And it's our list. Yeah, deal with it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, so, here's how this is going to work for, work for today. We have 12 days. Think of about, like, the 12 days of Christmas. We have 12 days, and every day we have to watch one of these movies 12 days in a row. But obviously, you want to always try to end on the best movie. You know, go home happy. So we're going to pull these movies in order from 12 to 1. But here's the twist. We're going to go back and forth. Emily has the first pick. We flipped a coin before we started recording. She got first pick. I'm going to take the second pick. And we're going to go back and forth until we've gone through all 12 days. But I don't know her list, and she doesn't know mine. So things are going to get a little interesting along the way. Going to royally screw ourselves over. <laughs> yep. She's going to have something ranked really highly, and I'm going to pull it off the board in like the second pick. So, And vice versa. It's going yep. to be crazy. Hopefully you understood all of that, because we're going to get into these picks in just a second. Emily wants to tell you why you should stick around till the end of the episode. When we were doing this, we were looking at all the adjusted grosses and everything, and you will be shocked to find out which one is number one and how much it made. So stick around to the end to find that out, okay? Here's the movies we have for these 12 days. In chronological order, starting with the newest to the oldest. The SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water from 2015. Last Airbender from 2010. High School Musical 3, Senior Year from 2008. Simpsons Movie, 2007, Scooby-Doo, 2002, Inspector Gadget from 99, The Rugrats Movie, 1998, George of the Jungle, 97, Casper, 95, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, The Movie, 95, The Flintstones, 94, and The Addams Family, 1991. You ready to do this? Yeah, I'm so surprised that one is as old as it is. The I Adams never Family? thought it was that old, yeah. I know, right? Like... That's a movie you think was made in like 05, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was made before you were born. Yeah. So, <laughs> interesting. All right. You have the first pick. Yep. Bring it. For day number 12, I am throwing out Casper. Casper the Friendly Ghost. Are you kidding me? I am not a big Ooh. fan of this movie, honestly. It's all about a, a haunted mansion, obviously. 
a professor tries to go there to communicate with these ghosts. He brings his daughter along, and the young titular ghost Casper falls in love with this daughter, and his uncles run amok in this house. And it, it it's weird, like I I don't like that weird relationship that they they end up getting. I don't really care for the comedy that's in there. I just don't think it's that great of a movie. I want to get it off my list. Oof. All right. That uh, that hurt my list a little. Okay. <laughs> I know. Some people really love that movie, and I just never got the hype for that one. I, that's fine. It's, it's your list? Yeah. It's your list? Okay. Well, I know as a fact I'm going to jack your list up right now. Really badly. Because I'm going to pull... The Rugrats movie for day 11. Oh, that hurts so much. I love that movie. I hate the Rugrats. I think they're annoying. I don't understand the appeal of them. Maybe when I was like six or seven. Yeah, you might not have been the right age for them. But they just always so annoying. I don't really need kids running around screaming and getting into like, sit your ass in the playpen and shut up. But it's such a great story for this one. All about having to learn how to become an older brother and love your... Uh, sibling, uh-huh, uh-huh. all of that. It's I a, can watch a, a thousand other movies with a much better story or a very similar story. Uh, I don't need it. I don't want it. I'm out. Throwing it off the deep end, huh? I'm, yep. 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 It, listen, if I would have had the first pick, that's my first pick. I'm watching that day one to get it out of my head so I never have to think about it again. It was really high on my list. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> All right, we're going into day 10. Day 10, I put SpongeBob Sponge Out of Water. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was a huge fan of SpongeBob growing up, and for some reason, and it might be me having, like, matured out of it, but it just, it lost all the fun and the humor for me. It got to be a little bit too wacky, too crazy, and the movies just kind of compounded on that, not to mention the fact that they changed the animation drastically for the movie, which, you know, bugs the heck out of me. This is one that I'm just like, I can definitely do without. So yeah, it's gone. Listen, you're wrong. No, uh, it's your list. You do it how you want. Uh, that hurt me. That, that hurt me a lot. Yeah. I am a huge... Uh, high school was like the years of SpongeBob and Patrick. Where, like, you're way too old to like this show, but for some reason, we all loved it. And we're so into it. And I just have, like, a love for them. And they're absolute idiots. Yeah. And their adventures are always a blast because of how dumb they are. Plus, Squidward is my spirit cartoon. Get off my lawn. Stop playing. I hate you all. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. If it was the original uh, Spongebob movie, I would definitely have gone further up the list. But the more movies that they push out, I'm just like, I don't care. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. Move on to number nine. All right. Going into number number nine. Day nine. Day nine. Sorry. Day nine. I am taking High School Musical 3, Senior Year. This movie can't be... It's not as good as number two it's definitely not as good as number one it's the only movie that they theatrically released because they thought it was gonna do huge numbers and it did all right but people walked out of it going really really we had those two movies building up to this huge epic finale and that's what you gave us like 
they completely changed the characters by the end. They were making them want things that they had never really wanted before. It just didn't feel like we were with the same people. And I get character growth, but this movie kind of threw that out the window to give us drastic, big things. And it just, it didn't work for me. That, and to be fair, their whole subplot of doing a play all about they, like themselves was just ridiculous oh yeah that's so selfish and conceited so bad yeah so and the music's not very good although there is some some good i mean there's always there. gonna be at least one good song in pretty much every musical but i'll take one and two over three all day long if you want to put on the music go for it but you better not play three first fair so i gotta take it off the board early hopefully some of the songs might get stuck in my head but by like you know, day seven, they'll be gone. Probably. Hopefully. Probably. Okay. What Mostly do you got? because you will be done banging your head against a wall for my next pick of The Last Airbender. This is a movie based on a very beloved TV show of Avatar The Last Airbender. And let me tell you, I love that show. It has such depth and fun. And yeah, it can be a little kooky and crazy at times, but... It's a kid's TV show, but it has so much more to it than even the movie tried to do, which tried to take the source material a little too seriously and yet not seriously enough. So I, I love the theory out there that it's actually based on the play that's in the TV show that makes fun of everything that they went through. But if it's just a direct adaptation, it's absolutely garbage. The performances in this movie are completely wooden. The visuals are terrible. I mean, they literally have five earthbenders to move one rock very slowly. Like, it is terrible. Well, it is terrible. I'll tell you, that's definitely because of the studio interference, because the movie never set out to be that bad, and the studio was cutting cost the entire way and being like, we're not paying for that. No, no. And Shyamalan got screwed and backed into a corner and kind of, like, had to work some stuff out for himself. And that really jacked that movie up. Which is really sad because it really tainted his name. It it did for a long time. I mean, it still is like, I don't want to see a Shyamalan movie because of what he did to The Last Airbender. Although he did have some really good cast in this. Like, um, what's his name? Dev Patel mm-hmm. as Zuko. Like, that's a great pick. He did pretty well that's as a that great character. Pick. But like the main three were just so poorly cast. And then Sean Taub as uncle iroh like he would go on to be oh no he wouldn't go on to be what year did uh last airbender was two years after this um he was also yinsen in iron man and we all loved him in that so like seeing him as iroh was just fantastic and then i gotta throw out this last one because he's always great asaf mandavi was commander zhao dude is incredible actor yeah and like that's what I'm saying. He had a decent cast. Even the main kid who played Aang, like, he was wooden because, like, this was his first big kind of thing. But he could do the martial arts and stuff. If he would have had a better production, he could have been a huge star. And this could have been a franchise. They have the makings of something great. They just didn't put it all together. Yeah. So I'm, I'm good with you on that one. Yeah. Okay. We're going on to day seven. Here we go. Day seven. I'm taking my beloved Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. I love this movie. That was literally going to be my next one, too. (laughs) It's so, yeah. It's so good. I have so much fun watching it. 
but also it's really poorly made and it's such nostalgia glasses like i put those on and i giggle like a school kid watching this again and thinking back to all the times i i pretended to be a power ranger or the halloweens i was a power ranger and that's the fun part of this movie and the one-liners and like some of this movie works really well and then some of it is like why'd you change the cast Mm -hmm. why do i not understand who these power rangers are because you're expected to have watched the show before seeing this movie like it's not something you can just come into yeah so it's got a lot working against it but i mean they had the white ranger and the pink ranger and they were an item and just show me that <laughs> plus ivan Ooze is like one of the best villains of all time so i i mean i'm gonna watch it it's it's kind of in my mid-range lower end of my mid-range but it's not good enough to go higher that is absolutely fair to me that's exactly how i put it on my list as well because of all the reasons you said i didn't watch the tv show when i grew up and i was completely lost watching that movie all right day six midpoint day six i'm throwing in the flintstones okay okay (laughs) you know i had actually lower on my list than six so i'm good with where it is yeah, it's it's a really nice adaptation of the source material. It basically had the cartoon in real life. They did everything right in it. I just did not care for the story. The story is all about, you know, it, uh, what's his, what's the main character's name? Fred. Fred. It's all about Fred getting this job and then he's the patsy for an embezzling higher up. That basically uses him as like, hey, sign these things because I know you're dumb and you'll sign them. Uh, but yeah. But it did introduce the world to Holly Berry. It's true. She is very good looking in this movie. Like yes. insanely so. And then so. she spun that into an entire career yeah. because she's not that good of an actress. No, but she worked f- well for this role. Everyone did really well in this role. That's why it's in higher up than I would have put it based on the story, but... It's it's right in the middle for me. Yeah, and if you can get past all like the embezzlement stuff, it's just a fun movie ripped from the television show. Like they, in fact, ripped the audio from like them driving the cars and like Fred's tiptoeing to bowl. Like, yeah, it nostalgia. is nostalgia drawn completely from it. Nostalgia. They gotta <laughs> give it to you. Okay, moving on to what are we in? Day, Day five. five. Oh, geez, we're getting there. Day five, I'm taking 1999's Inspector Gadget. That's exactly where I had that one, too. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't like this movie that much, but I enjoy this movie because Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick crushes it as Inspector Gadget. He's so much fun. And seeing that kind of like craziness come to life on the big screen is also really enjoyable. And Claw is menacing. He's just menacing. And... Is it the best story in the world? No. But does it feel like it's a a continuation of the cartoon of what you've already seen? Absolutely. They did a really good job bringing it to life. I just feel like it was maybe a little too late or a little too early, maybe. Mm -hmm. Like, instead of making it then, if they made that in, like, 2009 after Inspector Gadget was, like, passe, but more in people's memory, it might have done better. 
But then I think about they made a sequel in like 2004 that just bombed, but they didn't have Matthew Broderick in it. So, of course, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. So, yeah, there's like good working for it, but a lot bad working because the CGI doesn't look great. The The acting from some of the other characters is really wooden. And, yeah, like half the movie I love, half the movie I hate. So, here it goes. Yeah. Off the board. All right. I completely agree with your placement of it. It's a lot of fun, but it's not that great of a movie. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Day four. Here Day we go. Day four, I am introducing The Adams Family. This is a lot of fun of, uh, of a watch because of just how ridiculous it is with this family who constantly says the opposite of what they mean. In fact, they love really horrific days. Like, they're always pretend like gonna kill each other but it's for fun instead of like hatred it's a lot of fun to watch because of that aspect but unfortunately the story is not so there this one is all about how they lost the the uncle uncle fester uncle fester and a woman who wants to steal their money happens to have a kid who looks like Uncle Fester, so she convinces him to pretend to be Uncle Fester to get in with the family to steal all their money. It's convoluted. It takes a while to get into it, but once you're into it, it's a lot of fun to watch, so it's going in my number four slot. That's not a bad placement. I have it higher. I have it actually two spots higher. Yeah. But it's not a bad placement. I understand why you put it there. I agree with a lot of your points. I think this is just a romping good time yeah. of just it's they're they're so wacky, so zany, they're creepy, they're crawly, all that good stuff. And I just whatever, put it on. It's Halloween. Put it on. I love it. Yeah. It it was a lot of fun to watch. It just it's not the best movie on there. No. Okay. Getting into our top three. Top three. I'm gonna I, I know this is going to devastate your top three. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons movie. That's actually where I put it. Oh. I know. Interesting. I thought you were going to have it at number one. No, I did not. Okay. I'm putting The Simpsons movie here because it's it's good. I love The Simpsons. I've been a fan of The Simpsons since like day one. Mm-hmm. I was three when they aired on the Tracy Allman show. So I was didn't watch it then. <laughs> but early 90s, when I first watched it, I just fell in love with it. I still watch it to this day. I mean, yeah, it's lost quality, but I still giggle. It's some jokes. Some episodes are absolute bangers, and some are just like, wow, skip. But it's good. The movie, on the other hand, feels like a long, drawn-out episode of filler. These were ideas that they had that they couldn't work into the show somehow, so they just kind of compiled them all together and said, here's a movie. Felt like a complete cash grab. But because it's The Simpsons, I know I'm going to find enjoyment in it somewhere. I had it there for the exact same reasons. Like, the story isn't really there, but I've loved The Simpsons since I was a kid. Like, that was a staple in our household. We watched it two times a day, you know, for dinner. That was what we watched. 6 p.m. Yep, 6 6 p.m. Eating dinner, Mm -hmm. watching an episode of The Simpsons. See, we did the 6 p.m. and the 7 p.m. one, because they always put two on. Yeah. I don't remember what the show was in the meantime. We ended up watching. Doesn't even matter. Yep. We knew the Simpsons were coming back on, so that was all that mattered. So it gets high on my list because of that nostalgia, the nostalgia-ness of it. I know that's not the word. (laughs) (laughs) But how much I love 
the source material is what makes it go as high as it is, but it's Facts. not a great movie. Facts. I like how you just talked about my pick more than I talked about my pick. I had to because you were like, this is going to be your number one, and it wasn't. That's fair. Um, so, yeah, just overall, like, I enjoy it, but I there's better. There, there's two more movies that I would have had a lot – that I'll have a lot more fun probably watching. Yeah. So, your pick, number two. All right. Number two. Day two. Here we go. Day two. I'm struggling because the nope, last two nope. on our list. No struggles. No struggle buses. All right. Pick How what you got. How I have it written is for number two, I'm watching Scooby-Doo. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> I come forced on. your hand. I forced your hand. Yeah. You did. You did. This was my number one. I know. <laughs> All right. Why is it two? It's number two because it is a banger. I love this movie so much, but it is just creepy. And the whole aspect of that, you know, them going to this island, coming back together because for some reason they separated. The Scooby gang comes back together, or kind of fighting, but decide to work together to understand what's going on, on this island, and it turns out to be Scrappy-Doo. That is the part that gets it the number two slot compared to the number one slot, because that whole Scrappy-Doo subplot is terrible. I well, it's not it. even a subplot. It's the plot. True. That's the plot of the movie. He is the villain. Yeah. Listen, listen. This movie's fantastic. These, every single actor in this movie nails their role. Literally. Michelle, Sarah Michelle Geller is great. Freddie Prince Jr., amazing. Linda Cardellini, yes, please. Please. Put that, just give me. Give mm -hmm. me all of it. Mm -hmm. And then Matthew Lillard as Shaggy, they changed the cartoon based on what he did as this character. It's so brilliant. Yeah. And that's amazing. But you're right. Scrappy doesn't work. Nobody likes Scrappy. Nobody likes Scrappy was when he was on the TV show. Nobody likes him. Get rid of him. And yeah. it's a much better movie if mm -hmm. you have a different, a new villain, somebody else. But I had it at number one because if it's on TV, I'm watching it pretty much every time. If I'm flipping through the channels and I see something from Scooby-Doo, that movie, I'm leaving it on. Doesn't matter what scene it's at. Just don't change it. I'm good. See, it doesn't matter until the ending when it's all about Scrappy-Doo. Well, yeah, but the fact <laughs> is if I flip it on and it's at the ending, then I don't care because it's at the end. It's yeah. over. But I will watch it no matter what scene it's at. Because especially when they're switching souls and they're all talking in each other's voices and it's all super weird and I love it so This movie's so good. So good. It doesn't deserve the vitriol and the low ratings that it gets. Stop it, people. Yeah, I don't understand how it's so low rated. It is such a fun movie. Because these young critics come in and they're like, well, the CGI is not very good. It doesn't look like Thanos. And I'm like, it's from 2002. Chill a little bit. Hold on. Let me redo it in my home studio. Like, come on. But yeah, I just, I love this movie. I always have fun with it. There's not a single, until the very end, when it's revealed to be Scrappy-Doo, there's no single down moment for me. They even have, oh my God, the name of that freaking band who was big at the time come in and like play a song and you're just like yeah roll with it i yeah. love it and it's it was still a fun time when they sang yeah and As isla fisher makes her debut in this crazy too. creatures too yeah it's so good all right i'm so sad but that's okay you you at least had it higher rank than i thought you were gonna have it so. oh no i love that movie okay here we go 
Well, everybody already knows what day one is then. Day one, we're sitting down, we're watching a movie, we're putting on 1997's Brendan Fraser starring, Leslie Mann co-starring, with some appearances by Thomas Hayden Church, George of the Jungle. Yeah. This is a fun movie. I actually had it at number three on my list um, because I just, I love this movie. It's a good time. Brendan Fraser is sexy. Yes, please to him as well. Uh-huh. As Especially George. how he's dressed as George. Yeah, it's it's yes. wonderful. Yes. And he's so like, the problem I have is it's a little Encino man. Like he played that like ape-like character, dumb, can't understand things twice in the 90s. And it's kind of ripping off of each one. Mm. But he's so good at it. And he's like, what, two years away from becoming uh, O'Connell? In uh, the Mummy movies, yeah. where he's gonna break out and be a huge be star, the major heartthrob, yeah, that he was going and, to like, be. And like, this is the start of where you can see how good he's going to be and how beloved he's going to be. Because this movie shouldn't work at all. No, not at all. Like it's it's a it's a dumbed down version of Tarzan. You know, everybody always makes that like joke of, oh, it's the Wish version of an Amazon product. Yeah, this is the Wish version of Tarzan. But because of his and Leslie Mann's connection in this movie, it works. And it's fun. And I love the way he speaks to the animals. And I love that he goes into the city. Like, just give it to me. Not only that, but the humor in this movie is just on point. Everything hits. And it's not that, like, not always that super, like, slapsticky comedy. Yeah. It's a lot of like I mean, he situ- definitely runs into trees. Oh, I know. That's why I said it's not always. Yeah. It's a lot of that situational comedy. A lot of that like just has to be timed perfectly. Otherwise the, the dialogue just doesn't land comedy and it lands. I mean, you have Leslie Mann who is just a brilliant comedic actress mm-hmm. and Brendan Fraser get to play off of her so much. Ah, dude, it's Yeah. And it's a fun story. Like, you're invested in these characters as the movie plays out. That and the villain is so fun. Yeah, that's fair. He is so fun. So, yeah, there's like, this movie doesn't really put a foot wrong. I think this is a movie that's forgotten about by a lot of people. But it's way better than you remember it being. And you should definitely go check it out. Because we're never going to do an episode on this, most likely. But in my opinion, it does hold up. And you can go watch it and enjoy it still today. Show your kids. They'll enjoy it. Yep. Show your teenagers. They'll be like, wow, who's that guy in the loincloth? <laughs> like, <laughs> mm. just just show everybody. It's great. I love it. It's visually appealing. Even some of the CGI is wonky, but who cares? It was like uh, 1997. Yeah, the animatronics can be a little weird too, so. I don't even care. I love it. I love the classical real world stuff. So... Yeah. It's great. And it's a wonderful kids movie too. So don't expect like the highest it's not of raunchy. brow. It's not raunchy. It's not like clever comedy. It just lands well. I mean, some of it's a little clever, but that's like for the adults. Like yeah. the wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of thing that like Disney even does. So it's a load of fun. And because it's our number one, I'm going to tell everybody what kind of money it made. So in 1997, George of the Jungle brought in total domestic box office was $105,263,257. Adjusted for 2021 numbers, because that's the 
only numbers that I really trusted because I don't know if 2022 we can really get an accurate representation yet without the year being over of what the average ticket price was. Yeah, who knows? They might spike in the next month. Exactly, you know. But so I adjusted for 2021 numbers and it came out to this movie in 2021 would have made $210,297,178, which would have put it at like the 12th spot, roughly. I don't have the list in front of me, but roughly the 12th and 13th spot for the entire year of 2021. That is not bad at all. No, not, not at all. Not for this kind of movie. Like, you don't get that level of, like, just kid crazy romp at that number. Oh, yeah. At, at least not if Disney's name's not, like, plastered uh, Attached all over to it. it. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. You good? I'm good. I like our list. There you go, guys. That is the 12 days of TV shows spun off from children's television shows. I now, think I just said television shows twice. Did I say movies? I don't recall. That's the 12 days of movies spun off from kids' television shows. So I don't even know what I said, so I just corrected myself anyway. If I said it right the first time, awesome. If I didn't, hey, I caught it. Okay. <laughs> so let us know in the comments what you guys think of our list, what would your list look like, and what we promised you at the beginning. Out of those 12 movies, here is the highest grossing one. It is actually... The Flintstones. And what was the number on that movie? From 1994. Adjusted for inflation. The Flintstones made $130,531,208 in 1994. Mm -hmm. Adjusted to 2021. This is a mind-boggling number. It's $293,375,287, which would have put it probably, again, I don't have the list in front of me, but... In the top 10 movies of 2021, The Flintstones. The Flintstones. That yeah. was the one that made the most out of this entire list, adjusted for inflation. That's the one that made the I most. I think it was in the top 10 of 1994 when it came out as well. I think it was in the top five. Yeah. When it came out. Unbelievable. It for was a movie crazy. that's like, I don't know, I think that was just heavily leaning on people who remembered the cartoon mm -hmm. and were like, I gotta go see it. And it had a hell of a cast. I mean, we looked it up. It sold over 30 million tickets. 30, just under 32 million tickets for that movie sold. Insanity. Never saw that coming. Out of all these movies, I would have never put that as the highest grossing for adjusted for inflation. Oh, no, not at all. But there you know. it is. All right. So come follow us on the socials. You got us on Twitter at Does It Hold Up 1 3, Instagram, Does It Hold Up 1 3, TikTok. Does it hold up? Underscore between each word. We have a Facebook page. Does it hold up with a question mark? And a YouTube channel. Does it hold up? Also with a question mark. So if you're listening to this on any of the uh, podcast platforms, come follow us on one of those or all of those. We would really appreciate it. If you're listening to us on YouTube, come follow us on all those other platforms as well. Again, we appreciate it. Any way you can, drop us a comment. And let us know what you thought about this episode, what your list would look like, what's your 12 days, if we missed anything, if you agree with us. You know, we love hearing from you guys. And until then, get ready. We're going into Christmas season here in the United States. So all of December is going to be Christmas-themed movies, except for one. Because and of course. Because of course, something always has to mess plans up. But that's okay. 
You'll know that when we get there. In the meantime, you know the rule. Keep watching movies. Bye.